This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, your source to healthy living. Good morning. I'm Dr. Claudia. You're listening to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Thank you for tuning in. Well, I have a mantra that I say every day, either out loud over breakfast or dinner, or to whoever will listen to me, or in my to myself in my head at any given time of day. It helps remind me that I am potential, so I am responsible for all my circumstances, that only I can change the trajectory of my day, my week, my month, or even my year. Now, I know this is a powerful statement, but there is more truth to this than we can ever imagine. So here goes. I am strong. I am healthy. I have what I need at any given moment. I am not alone, and I am loved by many, and I am my heart's desire. This is very true, and we all need a little reminder about our infinite potential. It will help us to always keep in check the healthy mind, body, and spirit. So to help us expand our awareness around this concept, I am joined by Kiddist Ohm. She is the author, coach, and consultant who writes and speaks on the primacy of consciousness, deliberate creation, and personal empowerment. I can't thank you enough for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me, Claudia. I'm excited to be here. Well, I can't believe how many books you've written. You've written 12 in total. You coach individuals about their limitless potential, and you believe that there are no limits. There are only possibilities. What do you mean by this statement? Well... So our mindset is is the mediator of what we believe is possible in our lives. So whether that's health or relationships or career, regardless of, you know, the terrain of human experiences we're looking at, any sense of I can't do this or I can't have that are belief centers that we carry only within our own nervous system. So the limits we feel are there, a large majority of the time are just the perceptual limits. They're a limit to our imagination. They're a limit to our possibility mindset. So what's really here when we transcend these, you know, belief filters and the like is infinite potential. That's what we have our existence within is this field of infinite possibilities. So when I coach people in my books, I really try to emphasize that understanding that the, the limits we think are there, a large majority majority of the time aren't actually there. We have to overcome our own sort of internal configuration and we'll discover that we can create and experience amazing, amazing, amazing things in, in all areas of life. And I like how you brought it, how you included health in that. So this being the wellness prescription, this is all about what I prescribe to people in order to live their best life. So that's a really important point that you can also create your own health. And in one of your posts, you said, let the biochemistry of that playful imagination nourish your every cell. So how can this help us attract more joy and enjoyment in our lives? So the energy and mindset of playfulness, and I, I talk a lot about sort of the positive mindset and the open mindset, and, and playfulness is a part of that. That mindset of playfulness has an associated biochemistry to it. In the simplest sense, <laughs> when you're playful, you feel good. You feel lighthearted. You feel easy about things. You feel joyous. And these feeling states are actually accompanied by 
physiological and neurological changes in your nervous system. So you release the neurochemicals you need to, you know, enhance and support your well-being by moving into these states of playfulness and playful imagination and the like. The, the qualities you inhabit and embody in your day-to-day experience have an energetic signature. And that energetic signature also has a corresponding physiological and neurological component to it. And that energetic signature, that sort of positive mindset, that playfulness, that, that sort of joie de vivre you can, you can bring into your day-to-day experience is also magnetic in nature. It carries a positive or magnetic charge, which, which is, you know, essential for deliberate creation, which is a, a lot of what I write and post about. So the, the sort of magnetism of your being comes from the energies you're routinely cycling within yourself. And so is it as simple to say that, you know, you can literally change how you feel in an instant by really just kind of toying with that playfulness and using your imagination and imagining that you're all of a sudden in a better state of mind or a better situation and all of a sudden things just change physiologically and then can change in other areas of your life. Is it that simple? So in practice it is (laughs) in the sense that the, um, the mindset you inhabit, the, the states of being, the emotionality, the, the tones of emotions you attune yourself to immediately change your biochemistry. They immediately change your uh, sort of physiological disposition. So if you take three minutes uh, of focusing on gratitude or focusing on um, you know, that playful imagination, imagining you know, something great happening for you today, that moment of sort of mental focus, that, that, that shift to focusing on positive possibilities and sort of playfulness does move you into a different biochemistry. Now, that's great for that moment. If you do that consistently to the point that that then becomes your disposition, then you really move into your empowered ability to co-create the experiences you want to have. So, the starting point is that shift, that decision to change your mindset, to shift your focus, to move yourself into states of psychology and emotionality that really support your ability to have the kinds of experiences you want to have. That's where it starts. I love that. And I love that we said that on the air for everybody to hear that it can begin as a simple change in your thought and then it can just expand from there. Now, earlier you mentioned being a deliberate creator. So what is that? And I know that there are seven things that you say we will discover. So let's start with what is deliberate creator and then we can move on to the seven things. Okay. So deliberate creation, which is one of the the main principles that I teach and, and being a deliberate creator speak to our ability to move ourselves intentionally from an idea, from a desire or vision to then experiencing and, you know, you'll hear the term manifesting and attracting what you want. So deliberate creation is sort of the, the, the full picture principle of what that process is about. You move yourself from, you know, an inspired idea or a desire for a better experience. So if we use the example of health, for instance, you start by creating an atten- intention for your health. And by aligning with it, by you know, really focusing on it and getting clear on it and al- aligning with it energetically, psychologically, 
and emotionally and then taking the actions that come from that internal alignment, you bring that initial intention for better health into your lived day-to-day experience. So it's a process that you can repeat again and again and again where you consciously take yourself through this journey from intention to lived experience or intention to manifestation. Now, there are lots of discoveries you'll make as a deliberate creator. It's, it's a journey of learning and evolving and, and really opening up to the sort of larger potential of your being that I've sort of pinpointed seven discoveries you'll make. And one of the first um, discoveries that you'll make is that you have the power to transcend any psychological or emotional pattern. So regardless of where it came from, regardless of how early on you took on a limiting perspective, a limiting belief, or, or an unresourceful emotional pattern, you have everything you need within you to transcend it. The second point is that becoming conscious of your unconscious pattern. So again, that realm of limiting beliefs and, and sort of uh, habituated unresourceful emotional patterns are usually unconscious. So when you become conscious of these patterns, you actually heal from and transcend your old programming. So the first point is you have the power to transcend. And the second point is that when you become conscious of your unconscious patterns, you heal, you, you grow, you expand. The third point is, and this is, this is one that a lot of meditators begin to experience. The third point is that you are the director of your thoughts. You're not a passive uh, victim to your mental patterns. You're not a passive victim to, you know, sort of the patterns of thinking that routinely cycle within your, your awareness. You have the ability to direct your thoughts. And then the fourth point is that resistance is something that's created internally. So those feelings of, I can't do this and I can't have that, although they may feel like they're, you know, they're sort of being impressed upon you from the outside world, when you go inward, when you take a look, you'll discover that the resistance you feel to your forward movement, the resistance you feel in your ability to achieve the things you want to achieve are created internally. And you can become conscious of how you've been creating that internal resistance to then release it. So you can get to know how you've been, you know, holding that tension, that internal tension in place. What do you say to yourself? You know, what emotions do you routinely cycle to perpetuate that sense of I can't, to perpetuate that sense of constriction and restriction? Once you identify it, it goes back to one of the earlier points, you can heal it, you can transcend it, you can release it, you can overcome it. The fifth point is that you have an inner being, a higher mind that you can always tap into for guidance. So we are more than our physical body. We are more than, you know, what we experience ourselves to be in our sort of narrowed day-to-day experience. We have a broader aspect. We have this more expanded consciousness that that's a part of us. And we can tap into that aspect of us. We can look to that aspect of our being for guidance, for, for sort of the best next step forward. 
The sixth point is, and again, this is what I teach, is that reality, the things we experience in our day-to-day -day life is a co-creation between us and the field, or what, what I refer to often as the universe, and those around you. You're continually engaged in a co-creative dance with the people around you, within your environment, and with the larger unified field that I refer to as the universe. So you have constant support if you're open and receptive to it. And the last point is that you have the power to redefine how you relate to others. I talk a lot about boundaries in my work as well. The, the, our ability to show up fully in our, in our experiences are, are directly related to how we really relate to others. And you have total power and in defining and redefining what that's about. So understanding these points really allow you to stay in your, in your power. And being a deliberate creator is in part about ensuring that you are flowing your creative power, flowing your creative energy in a way where you remain empowered as you go about, you know, bringing your dreams to life. That makes so much sense. And it uh, comes down a lot to like our mind and what we're thinking. But I know that you also believe that words have power and vibrational impact. So our mind, you know, is very strong and very powerful. But so are our words, the words that we speak. So does this mean that we should choose our words wisely when we speak to somebody or also when it comes to our own self-perception and our current sense of health and well-being? Do we have to choose how we refer to ourselves in a careful manner? Absolutely. The words we silently say to ourselves and, and put into the world have power. They have a vibrational resonance. Our words influence everything about us from our state of mind to our biochemistry they are influential if you if you say a felt positive statement each and every day directed at yourself as you shared it earlier you are setting off a number of energetic and neurochemical processes that enhance your health and well-being words aren't just empty they're carriers to specific calibrations of consciousness specific qualities of energy. They're not empty. They're not meaningless. The, the tone, the emotion, the energetic signature of the words you use have an effect on all levels, subconsciously, cellularly, energetically. Um, I don't know if your listeners are familiar with the Masaru Emoto's water experiments where the, the shapes that the waters under positive words like love formed were beautiful. Whereas the, the, the shapes of the, the water crystals from words that were negative in nature were not healthy looking at all. They were not beautiful. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we are impacted by our words. We are like 70% water. There's, there's, there's power and sort of a, a consciousness to the words that we speak. So it takes practice to be intentional about the energies you anchor with within yourself in, in the form of the words you choose to say to yourself and to put out there. But the effort's totally worth it because it means well-being. It means longevity. It means internal stability. It means health in so many different ways. So absolutely, the, the more intentional and conscious we are about the words that we use, the more in control we are.
of how we feel. That makes so much sense. And I do love that example of the water. It is like the the most perfect example. I've tried that with my children and a flower. Like we were trying to grow little plants. And one of them every day got positive reinforcement, got spoken to every day. The other one didn't. And guess what? The plant that was like spoken to and loved kind of grew. And the other one was a little bit not as healthy looking. So that just goes to show you that it really, really does work. But when we Absolutely. come back... When we come back, reality is a buffet of frequencies you get to sample. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 105.9 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Kittison and I were talking about how words have power and how your thoughts can really change how you live your life. So I want to spend some time in this block talking about her book. But before we do that, or one of her many books, but before we do that, I wanted to talk about boundaries because we mentioned that earlier. And I feel like boundaries are a big Um, thing in our lives where we need to set boundaries in order for us to feel comfortable in our own skin and allow us to progress and do the things in our lives and accomplish the things in our lives that we want to accomplish. So let's talk a little bit about boundaries. Yeah, so healthy boundaries are an important part of a healthy life. And in my work about, you know, deliberate creation, I talk about how healthy boundaries are also important for effective deliberate creation. I dedicated an entire chapter to it in my latest book. So boundaries are what ensure healthy and appropriate use of your vital force, your life force, your, your life energy, that life energy that pulses within you, you know, every breath you take where this living life force is flowing through you, animating you, that is your creative currency. That is what you use to bring about the experiences you want to have in life. So when you set an intention, you're choosing in what direction you're going to focus and flow that vital power to flow that life currency. That directed flow can become diffused, scattered, or altogether sort of eaten up by other things, maybe even things you don't want if you don't have healthy boundaries. So healthy boundaries are a must for so many so many reasons. We talk about them in terms of healthy relationships and sort of, you know, having a healthy life, but your, your ability to say no, <laughs> your ability to say no thank you to the things that you don't want, whether they're, you know, requests for lunch when you're super busy or, or something bigger, that ability to comfortably set limits and, and sort of assert your boundaries is essential for so many reasons, including your health and well-being. So healthy boundaries are a must. And it's so true. I mean, sometimes we do have a hard time saying no. And you're not saying no to be mean. This, I, I'm saying this out loud to myself. So I'm not saying no because I don't want to, you know, do something. I'm saying no to kind of preserve my time and my own energy. I love it. And I love that we've said it out loud yet again. So now let's get to your book, okay? So I love the title. Reality is a buffet of frequencies you get to sample. So how did you come up with this title? So, so when I think about life, like our embodied existence, 
I see it as a very rich experience of so many different tones and colors. You know, we talk about emotions, we talk about beliefs, the, the colorings of, of the spectrum of beliefs we have access to, the colorings and hues of the spectrum of emotions we have access to is, is a buffet of frequencies. Like it's just a never ending, all you can eat buffet of, of innumerable patterns of, of light and information of waveforms, of tones. So it just felt apt to describe reality as this grand buffet of energy patterns that you get to consciously sample. So uh, that's how that came about. <laughs> I love it. And if you think about it, if you kind of break down each word, it just makes so much sense. It is a, it is a buffet of frequencies, and we're so lucky that we get to sample each and every one of them. So I love it. And at the beginning of the book, you say that when it was said that you can be, have, and do anything you desire, it was declared and not just said. So that's a loaded statement, and it comes with another loaded load of questions about creation, and where was this declared? Yeah, so I'm very deliberate in my word choices. It, the, the idea that you can have what you want, the idea that you can be and do what you want, wasn't sort of a passive, you know, a, a whimsical thought that, that was generated in, in the field of consciousness. It, to me, it's, it's a declaration, a, a definitive command written in our very makeup. It's encoded within our DNA, our, our very birth into this dimension. It includes our potential to experience whatever we desire. It, it includes our ability to actualize our fullest potential and our fullest potential, the actualization of it is to be deliberate co-creators with the universe, to be this extension of this infinite intelligence in its fullness. So we're designed for it. Our, our energetic structure, our nervous system, which is readily available for change and transformation makes us just by design able to reach you know, the greatest heights and depths that we can envision. So to me, it wasn't just, you know, you can have what you want. It was like, you can. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a deep statement. It is a very powerful statement. And I'll tell you, one of the reasons why I love having this wellness prescription, and I feel so blessed about it every week, is that you made a statement in your in this book that I've read, uh, so many humans come into life and leave it never having explored or discovered their inner magic. So that's part of why I do this every week, is I want people to experience life in its fullest, to its fullest, and understand their own potential. So why do you say this and how can we help people? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's why many of us are driven to, you know, share and, and disseminate <laughs> and sort of expand as, to, as far as we can the, the, these ideas. To me, um, at this point in our, in our evolution, I think it's a combination of context and culture. I think it's context and culture that don't make it readily possible for, for every human being to explore and discover their inner magic in a single lifetime. You kind of have to have reached a certain level of safety and security and freedom to explore your inner space and begin to play with these inner spaces from, from living these ideas that, you know, you, you can affect your health. You can affect 
your career. You can, you know, through intention, through mindfulness, through um, sort of an inner engagement and dance with with the field, you, you can bring about amazing experiences. It takes a certain level of inner stability to, to feel free to go into these deeper terrains on um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You need those basics, food, water, shelter, physical safety, physical security, and not every human being at this point in our evolution has that. So to me, it's, you know, there can be the part where, you know, those of us with access just aren't pulled to go on that discovery. But, but usually when someone has achieved need fulfillment on those basic needs, they, they naturally move into exploration of their power. They nat- naturally follow this impulse to be a co-creative presence in the field. So, you know, in your book, you talk about how if like this new model of reality does not seem outlandish or preposterous, it's not doing its job of stretching your limits. Does that mean that we should feel at sorts and at odds with this new framework of thinking and, and being more in tune and in touch with ourselves? So the... In one part, it seems to be how we react to new models. Like if you, I like using the examples of people's reactions to airplanes or the internet when these ideas were first emerging. Mm-hmm. Most people ridicule these ideas. <laughs> They're like, that's preposterous. That's never going to happen. So like innovative ideas will come through. And... I think the healthy response to innovative ideas is curiosity, but a lot of human beings react by dismissing it, by feeling like they need to be at odds with it and the like. So it's not necessarily that that should be the mindset. I think the mindset you come to um, is a reflection of where you're at. You know, if you, if you have a growth mindset, an open mindset, you usually approach these kinds of ideas with curiosity, with and sort of, I'm, I want to explore this. Is this, I want to reality test this myself. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the response and approach I encourage is, is when you encounter ideas that challenge you, that challenge your model of reality, that challenge your model of the way things are, get curious instead of, you know, dismissing it or, or throwing it. That's when you get on the leading edge. That's when you start, you know, riding the, the waves of creativity. Well, I say we challenge all of our listeners today to start challenging themselves and trying new ways of thinking and kind of using the tools we talked about today. I can't thank you enough for joining me. I know that all the listeners are going to feel more confident about the ability to create the life of their dreams. And if listeners want to buy your books or get more inspirational tips, how can they do that? Uh, All of my books are available on Amazon um, internationally. So I know we're in Canada, so <laughs> Amazon.ca, if you search for Kidest Om, that's K-I-D-E-S-T-O-M, you'll find all of my books. And I actually recommend that you start with anything you want. I think that one covers the basic principles of deliberate creation and, and sort of empowerment. And from there, if you want to go on deeper adventures, then I, I recommend um, Nothing in the Way and Reality is a, bu- a Buffy of Frequencies. 
I loved all of them. Anything you want was really good, by the way. And you can also find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Makiela or my website, ClaudiaMakiela.com. That's my show for this week. For previous broadcasts of The Wellness Prescription, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thank you for listening. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet, serving you safely in-store, curbside, or online at HealthyPlanetCanada.com. 